This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Welcome in to a special edition of Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 with my boy, Josh Jordan, the statistician, ready to drop some numbers on you at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find them behind the glass. Let's get our, let's get, get the DJ going. Let's get the jams rolling every single Sunday from 10 to noon, rocking out the jams at Clutch City Cam is where you can find them. Cam! What's up, players? What's going on, my man? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, just recovering from a, a long weekend. I, I, I feel you there. Exciting weekend, right? We got college hoops still going on. Man, our Astros have started. NFL drafts getting closer and closer. Man, we're gonna hit a lot of stuff today. We're even gonna we're gonna sprinkle in a little fantasy football today during one segment. So hope you guys will enjoy that. We haven't done much of that in a while. We're not gonna do too much of it, but. There's some stuff we want to get to. We'll we'll talk a little Astros. We want to talk about man all the action in the tournament yesterday. Jerry was giving me the full breakdown right there. I, I part of the day yesterday I had to get away from my TV, so I've been playing a little catch up here on all the action that went down. So I don't know what are our takeaways. What what's been like the good moment of this weekend? I guess the the moment of the weekend has to go down in the Virginia game. If you want to talk about that, if you were involved in it, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can get us on Twitter. Or you can text us now. We yeah. have access to the text line, 713-780-3776. If you got anything to talk about, if you were able to squeak out a win last night, if you followed the Bookie Busters last night and you had Virginia minus four and we were blessed. We were blessed. Sometimes you have to be, it's better to be lucky than good, they say, right? That <laughs> yeah. term came, a lot of people used cliche terms and you're only as good as your last bet and things of that nature, but I'd rather been lucky than good last <laughs> night. I, I, I feel if you had a Purdue ticket, I feel your pain. You wake up this morning and ask yourself, how did it happen? And it happened a little bit like this. Left it short. Ball tapped out into the backcourt. Four seconds. Virginia tracks it down. Two seconds. Up ahead, the Akita. He got it. He got it. He got it. The Akita at the buzzer. And Virginia hits the shot to tie it at 70 as the horn sounds. It gives me goosebumps listening to that as a. As a person holding a Purdue ticket, not a, not that, that that's what I'm saying, but if, if I was, going into that final minute, you had to feel confident. Even if for somehow, some way, some reason, they came back and some miracle happened, you figured that your four and a half was good. Then they go to overtime. Then they are only up by one point with, I believe, under 10 seconds, 10 seconds left, let's call it. And they somehow get to the line twice, get make all four free throws, and the Purdue guys basically tearing up his ticket wondering how man it's gambling it's fantasy whenever yeah. overtime gets into play right <laughs> you know it's almost never good you know it's really not it terrifies you because everything you kind of thought was going to happen goes out the window because you play a brand new set of you know of time and it, you know in fantasy it kills you you think you're about to lock it down and then they go to overtime and your opponent's kicker gets a field goal and beats you you know something like that or something like this in this game Overtime can kill you. Of course, it can be your lifesaver if you're trailing and, you know, in fantasy, you're trailing in gambling and you get that extra quarter of time or whatever. You can help you bounce back. But usually, man, I, I'm gripping when I see that it's going to overtime. That's usually not a good thing. Action Network posted last night. <sighs> Here's the Bad B hotline to give out their number and they give out a ticket. This guy had a uh, $400 parlay Clippers, Rockets, Heat, Sixers, Raptors, te- Texas Tech. All covered. All he needed was Purdue plus four and a half to win ten grand, oh, ten thousand eight hundred. He lost. 
Also, $110,000 bet in the casino. That guy lost. There's this guy uh, going around betting. Excuse, give me a second to remember what they're calling him. But uh, basically, he's a mush right now. And uh, everywhere, he's like 3-15 and 15 betting at 110000 a game. Ooh. And he's losing. Well, yesterday he had Gonzaga. And then uh, he, he he lost that and put 110000 down on uh, on Virginia. Got lucky on that. But everybody's wondering when or he's going to drop his picks for today because he's absolutely horrible right now. <laughs> so do you just go the opposite? You just go contrarian with whatever his pick is? He yeah. sounds like Keanu Reeves in that movie Hardball where he, he owes all these uh, Sharks this money because all his bets are just terrible picks and just constantly losing. Has to go coach a, a little league baseball team so he can make his money back. <laughs> That's when it's bad, when you're betting on little league baseball. I haven't gotten quite there yet, Jerry, but give me time. When Pearland was making that run, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I am guilty. Were. Oh, so the guy's going around. His name is, uh, they're calling him Mr. Poison, Mr. P. I Basically, like he's, he, he, I'm telling you, he's just bombing away on games, losing them. And at this point, people are just fading him. Uh, he's three, and, uh, he's 16% on this tournament, basically, is what he's winning at 16% rate. Oh, man. And betting, you're talking about six figures out here. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you got it, I guess, flown it. I guess. With but the window crack, holler back money in the thing. Uh, well, what do you do? You're a per- perfect person to ask when you're having kind of a bad streak as a gambler. You know, everybody goes through them. What's the best approach to kind of get out of that rut and, Josh, and get back? You don't want to. I'm ball headed right now. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be ball headed. I shaved my head to change the mojo. I had actually my my daughter shaved my head because of a bet, and it's on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I told her it. that's what that's why I have no hair right now. I just thought you I'm got looking a MS13 right now. <laughs> this isn't right. No, straight up. I, I I like I told everybody on Twitter. I said, "Hey, I don't." It was a soccer game. I said, "If they don't score a goal in this second half, I said, put your put your soul on it." Well, they didn't score a goal, and I said, "If they don't score a goal, I will shave my head right now." I'm glad How have I we not been talking about this? I, I was trying to let it sweep under the rug. It was just about three weeks back. I'll repost it on my Twitter. Hey, speaking of Twitter, yeah, we gotta let everybody know. Can we play like a little? We, we might need some music, maybe celebrate or something like yeah, that. Some, I need that up. Some kind of party I'm music. Free. <laughs> Tom Petty free falling. I'm free. No, it feels great. I'm back. I, I don't know how this happened to me. I'm back to the real world. Food fa- tastes fantastic. I'm out of Twitter jail. There's a new Popeyes in the neighborhood. <laughs> things have changed. And then I come out and Art Kelly's doing all these things. Michael's messing up. This is all news to me. <laughs> This is all news. Jerry is out. He can now have the touch of a woman once again. And he's out of Twitter jail. Yeah. <laughs> he's free. Do you bring your boyfriend from jail out to the real world? Because that's an old relationship for me now. Yeah. But no, honestly, thank you, Twitter, for doing the right thing. I needed this back. I'm a man of the people. And and let's get some more winners going. All throughout this show, we will be dropping winners. There's um, there's soccer. There's a, and Of course, there's two big basketball games. And let's not forget about the NBA, which is... You wait towards NBA is such a it's got so many variances in, in off nights. People could take an off night on any given night. But once it gets too close to the end of the year and people are having to win for uh, for seating, then that's when you can get a, a better taste of it. Some teams are already checked out. I mean, LeBron James is done for the season. Yeah. What this goat talk from years ago and, and the talk that. That got to go back, and I'm not even going to touch that subject, getting into it all the way, saying, hey, who's better than that? But sure. at the end of the day, man, I'm not – I'm not. he'll never be the GOAT if you're checking out like this. I don't care if if they are out of the playoffs or not and what he could do. I, whenever he went there, they used the term helping out the young – the youth, and he was going to help the team grow. Well, you checking out right now doesn't help the youth at all. You checking out in, in the end of those games, sitting on the opposite side of the benches, that didn't teach those kids one thing at all. If anything, you you set them back. You you separated a locker room, and this is what you have. But that's when you have when uh, that's what you get for letting a player be too big, the, bigger than the team, bigger than the league. I agree, and you know if that that injury was that bad. Why do they wait till now? You know, they've been kind of out of it for a while to shut him down. So I'm with you, man. But I've always been a Jordan guy. That's just me. And I'm sure LeBron will bounce back and, you know, have a great year next year. But it's not a great look for him. Uh, back to your Twitter thing quickly. If, if you guys don't know, 
now you can go back to the Jerry Bonos with a Z. That was Jerry's original account. I'm cool again. Yeah, so you're going to want to go to that one with the Z. Oh, he's free. Tom Petty's telling you about it right now. He's free falling into gambling picks for the people. And uh, so the Jerry Bo knows account with the S, that one's gone again, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's soon to be because I haven't got those people to, to move on over. I got a lot of people from when we were doing the hits with Granado and whatnot. And I guess those people didn't really know about the Z. I'm cool again. Um, I got my ducktail back. It's <laughs> it, Good times are back. Good times are back. Thank you, Tom Petty. I'm glad he could weigh in. Uh, from the beyond to be happy about your Twitter account. But uh, yeah, so everybody at Jerry Bonos with the Z, that's where you find all the picks. And Moneyline 97.5 is a good spot to find that stuff too. And of course, Sports Map. That's where Jerry writes everything. That's where my mock drafts are. All right, so we get that out of the way. So yeah, the LeBron thing, not a good look for him. Not a surprise. Nobody, I don't really thought maybe the Lakers were going to be a, a true contender this year. We thought that might be a two-year process. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. This is uh, not a good... Go ahead. Just situation for for LeBron in general. I remember before he chose the Lakers, how I was saying that if he goes to the Lakers, I think it's a horrible decision because if we think about it, early in his career, he he could never fully make it with those Cleveland teams because he was basically all alone. And then he finally, you know, he goes to Miami, he gets Dwayne Wade, he gets Chris Bosh, he wins some stuff, goes back to Cleveland. You know, he's got Kyrie, so he's got another superstar. Then towards the end of his career, when he's trying to catch up to to Jordan, he goes to L.A. where they're already rebuilding. They have a bunch of inconsistent young players. I mean, why would you go to a team where you're having to to start over? Like, if you're LeBron, you want to go to a team that has a superstar already, somebody that's already solidified there. Instead, you go to a rebuilding team with a bunch of young players like Lonzo, who who hasn't hasn't panned out and, and stuff like that. And then you try and trade the entire team. And now all these players know that you tried to trade them. It's just, he's not going to win a championship in LA. Like it's just, there's, there's not enough pieces and the pieces that are there don't trust LeBron. And I'm not sure it was really a basketball decision to go there. I, I think this was him kind of looking at his next career after he retires. You know, he'll be out in L.A. It'll up his brand awareness in L.A. as a, you know, getting in movies. He's already done a little bit of that. So I think this was yeah, all. He, had, yeah. he already has that TV show out, like yeah. The Longest Mile, about the, you know, racing against an athlete. Like, it, 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 you don't want to say that basketball is still not in, you know, LeBron's his, his love, but it definitely just. It definitely does seem like going to L.A. was more of like a, a, a future move after basketball, but it's it's affecting his basketball play now, which is going to hurt his legacy. So I always thought going to L.A. was the wrong move for, yeah. for LeBron. I'm with you. It's tempting, though. I mean, it'd be nice to be 70 degrees every day driving on the coast with the convertible top down. His you know. son plays ball there. Yeah. So it, it just it made sense overall, like you said. Space, uh, Space Jam yeah. 2, yep. the recording of it, I'm sure that had – it's just uh, overall. Uh, but let's not talk about people that don't love their job. Somebody that does and does it well, James Harden. That's what I was going to say, yeah. 50-point triple-double, beating the Sacramento Kings last night. He's incredible. Oh, how things change so quick because the narrative coming into this week, we knew that they had a showdown with the Bucks. Yeah. We knew. Things didn't go as, let's not say as planned because we didn't know what was going to happen. It's not like you thought, hey, for sure that the Rockets or, or that Harden was going to have this big perf- But when when do we just say, let's go ahead and put his name down on that sheet and he is deservingly so the MVP. I'm with you. I just I feel like the national media wants to give it to the Greek freak. I I feel like it's an award where they just kind of like to kind of share it with everybody and kind of give it to somebody else every year. I don't think that's necessarily the right way to do it, but that seems to be what's kind of been happening. So I hope it's James, but I just get the feeling a lot of people don't really like his style of play, and they'll come up with some other reasons to to not vote for him. I, I find it funny how in the beginning of the year when the team is losing and unhealthy and he's doing what he's doing now, people are saying he's selfish and they're not going to win this way. And now all of a sudden the team's healthy, they're in third place, they're looking like they can contend against Golden State, and he's doing the same thing, and all of a sudden he's the MVP again. It's just funny how people are so quick to hop on and off of James Harden's bandwagon just based on and you know if the team is healthy or not because that's what we see every year if the team is the team is always dealing with injuries and it's always somehow James Harden's fault when they struggle and then when they're healthy and winning it well, but he's doing the same thing it doesn't people help. like <laughs> you know in those big national TV games when you're facing the Greek freak you know head to head they typically don't do that well. You know, when they lost to the Warriors a few weeks ago, yeah. when they didn't even have Durant. You know, it seems like when all the national eyes are on James, they don't win. 
And that's you the know? thing. Then and, and elimination games is something yeah. that leaves a sour taste in your mouth when you see your season end like that, like we like like we've seen before. It leaves that taste in your mouth, yeah. and it and it keeps you from believing. Uh, I mean, Clint Kershaw is a wonderful, wonderful yeah. regular season guy, but w- when you think of him right now, it's different because yeah, he's one of the best pitchers, even not the best pitcher, one uh, one of them in the game, let's say. But twenty years from now, when a lot of great pitchers have gone after him. And we remember the name Clayton Kershaw. The first thing that's going to roll out of your mouth is probably going to be those, man, he was never able to really do it. it he, he had bad performances. And especially in a in a game like baseball where you could see the one-on-one matchup. You know what I mean? It's a team game, but you pitcher yep. versus batter, and he has a lot to say with it, that individual performance. Now, in basketball, we've seen... Harden, for example, when Kawhi Leonard couldn't play that one, uh, that that elimination game, and I went and poured my money out. It was a seven point spread. I'll never forget. And Kawhi goes out, and it changed the line of five points. And I, I thought to myself, "There's no way the Rockets lose this game. Not tonight. Not at home. Not with Leonard." And that's what happened. And that's why we call it gambling. It, it is. And just back to your point, until Harden wins that championship, that's going to kind of be his thing. But look, that's fair, because remember before Peyton Manning won his first championship, and that's all people talk about, how he's the best regular season game quarterback, but he always kept losing to Brady. But he finally won, and I think his first one was what, against Rex Grossman and the Bears? Not that impressive of a Super Bowl, but it doesn't matter, right? He finally won one, and then the narrative changed about Peyton Manning. You know, if Harden gets a championship, I think that'll happen too. And that, what a great way to, to start end your career like Peyton Manning, right? You, 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 it wasn't all cherries. You no. know what I mean? It, it, don't get me wrong. Brady, I guess the only thing that's not cherries about his, his career is that you heard rumblings finally coming out of their, out of the Patriots side last yeah. year. And you're thinking, can this be true? And we still don't know of it all. What, what really was true of it? But I mean, it, I read the whole thing that they put on, on ESPN last year and it was wonderful, but why did you read it? Because it was wishful thinking like, yes, I've been waiting for that. I knew something was going on. <laughs> Tell me they were pumping Brady with steroids to the neck area. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me something. I'll tell you something. We're about to chop winners here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Steady taking shots and never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I'd like to give a shout out to my new with the game plan. And shout out to my new with escape plans. Uh, 20 bands, rain dance. We can eat the rain check or we can make plans. Pockets loaded, rocket loaded, can't let's rock and roll this. Time to go, lock, stop it. Two smoking barrels locked and loaded. Diamonds glowing, chop, climbing on them. We think I'm jumping out the window, how I got them open. Line around the corner, line them up. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. You want to talk anything gambling, we'll have a little fantasy talk. If that Virginia game impacted your pockets in any way, good or bad, we'd like to hear about it. You can also text us at that same number, 713-780-3776, or get us on Twitter at JoshJordan975, at Clutch City Cam, and your boy Jerry Bo knows with a Z is back. It's freed and in full effect. <laughs> Thank Lord Almighty, free at last. Jerry is back in a perfect time to do it. We got we got two more big games from the tournament today, right? So I got to imagine Jerry Bowe's got to play here. Which game do you like better? Is there one, the, the Michigan State-Duke game or Auburn-Kentucky? From a viewing perspective, of that Duke, obviously, yeah. that Duke-Michigan State, it's going to be tough. From a, from a betting perspective, that probably is the hardest, toughest game, but... The degenerate in my heart will have something for us here. And before we get out of this segment, I'll also have a play on the soccer game that's about to go off, uh, Liverpool-Tottenham. So get over to my bookie right now, get ready, and we're going to fire off. That's it, guys. Get over to my bookie. We're going to give you some plays. Uh, let's just kind of catch up a little bit. Astros are back in action. You know, they won the first game with Verlander. They, they've dropped the next two. Yesterday was kind of interesting because Colin McHugh pitched pretty well. They had a chance in the eighth inning. They had bases loaded, two outs. They just couldn't come up with the big hit. If I remember right, it was Redick. He actually hit the ball pretty hard. It's just it got caught. 
So the Astros fall. They're one and two on the season, but they got a chance to even out the series today. We're going to get our first look at Wade Miley, the new addition to the Astros rotation. He's going to go against the Rays and uh, the finale today, it actually starts a little after noon, so that'll be something to keep your eye on. So you got the Astros starting a little after noon, and then we got two tournament games going on today, so it should be a pretty good day. For all you betting guys right now, minus 110 Astros against Tampa Ray Ch- uh, Chirinos. So if that's your kind of thing, if you're into gambling, and if you're listening to us, then you're a degenerate just like one of us. So <laughs> no if doubt. that's your type of thing, and also in baseball, if if you're new to baseball, say you're you're one of our football guys and you're just trying to Trying to make this a year-round thing, if, if we could say. Uh, it's always going to be minus one and a half, plus one and a half on the run line. So baseball is one of the true – we had Christian Pena on not too long ago. And if you want to go back that to that, listen to that, it was wonderful if you want to learn about the actual betting of baseball and, and how to approach it in certain aspects. But baseball is one of the game, uh, sports where you can find true underdogs. Like a, a yeah. plus 180 can win on any day, uh, just, just like they can in any sport. But you'll see it more often in baseball and the greater sample size, which also brings me to whenever, uh, okay, people say college football is more profitable than betting NFL. And you ask yourself why? And then you say, okay, because there's more games. There's, there's more games. It's harder for a book to get that many games tight. Yeah. To be able to tighten up those lines according to where they set it as an odds maker and where the the money ends up landing. It's a bigger menu. So that thing, you could play that into context with anything. Uh, NFL season, it's easier to bet it maybe on a regular season as to when it gets to the playoffs and then there's only a few games. Same thing portrays to March Madness. Whenever it's the first round and there's X amount of games going off in a two-day span, it's a little bit Maybe listen. I say easier because nothing is easy in this gambling world, but it's 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 more feasible to find a spot, right? It's it it creates more value. Now, whenever day to day like today, when you have two big games, two big teams in one game, uh, you know, with Duke and Michigan State, it's hard to find value in that. Yeah, I can Any, see that. Anybody that could go to the table right now, a Michigan State guy, he has just as much of a valid point as Duke guy right now. No doubt. And I saw that in your Bookie Busters column. And if you guys, you should check it out. It's not just plays. Jerry kind of gives you a little bit of the reasoning behind how he does everything. And I feel like it's pretty helpful. So, yeah, you could see that, though, right? If, you know, there's a million college games, they're, you know, even the sharp bookmakers, they're, they're going to make some mistakes. There's just so many games. It's so many. And, and to, to, to tie that back into baseball, like I said, there's so many games, such a long season, so many games to cap, so much variance, so much, so much people put things into pitchers versus batters in specific matches and Woba. And we'll get into things like that one day if you want to, but that's a headache. It's, once you get into capping baseball, it's a whole different game, but you have to get in it. You have to know umpires. You have to know if does that does that help my pitcher? What's his strike zone like? So it's a, it's a whole different style of handicapping. I'll tell you that right now, dude. It's it's really interesting you brought that up because we're Astros are playing the race today, right? And and whoever the starting pitcher is has a big impact on how the game is handicapped. Well, the Rays are one of these teams where you know they have like a bullpen day every few days to where they just kind of like bring dudes out of the bullpen. They don't have like a traditional starting pitcher. Like the Astros are going to put Wade Miley out there and hope that he goes six or seven innings where the Rays, it's going to be a bullpen day. They're just going to bring, you know, a few guys in, have them throw a couple innings and then bring another guy in. You know, I, that's different, right? You know, if you're betting baseball, that's not something that you're used to. Yeah. The, the Rays last year, I think, they didn't set a record, but they definitely led the league in, in most uh, starts by different pitchers. Uh, they even said that last year they had a reliever start two games in a row. You know, he only went three innings each time. But, like, if you're an opponent or, yeah, if you're somebody that, that's trying to gamble on this game, with the Rays it's very hard to do because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if they're going to throw out a true starter or if they're going to throw out a middle reliever who's going to go two innings or five innings. So with that sort of stuff, that handicaps, yeah, it gets tricky. That's why baseball is difficult with some of these things. It is. That's why I'm so glad we had Christian Pena on. We need to have him on again because, you know, baseball is is kind of a different animal. And, you know, he really knows it well. It was really interesting. So we'll try and get him booked again here in the next couple weeks if you guys missed it. I'll be real with y'all. You know, I try to keep it honest. And don't get me wrong. You'll see me firing off some some baseball bets throughout the year, and you'll see them not very frequent, let's say. If I fire them off, it's more the 
degenerate than me. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I play fantasy daily baseball. I've hit quite a few big ones on there, but it goes to show you that. And that's what's crazy. I've hit bigger ones in baseball, which I don't <laughs> mess with, yeah. than to I've hit in football and basketball, which I play way more often. That's weird, it's, right? It's so weird. And I'll never forget the day I ended up getting one, uh, third one time in a GPP. It paid four grand for third, and I had uh, Carlos Gonzalez, and he ended up being a scratch. And uh, I got zero points from him and Ooh. still ended up getting that place. So I, I always remember that exact thing for that. But uh, it's just it's, it's just baseball's tough. I'm telling you, you have to be in it. It's like whenever people uh, – we were getting messages on Twitter saying, hey, are y'all going to start a baseball fantasy league? Yeah. And it's like, I got kids. <laughs> I got a job. I got things to do. I got other sports. I got to watch soccer. I got to watch March Madness. Like, I don't have time to do it every day. I wish. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I wish. But you have to – to ba- to play season long, if you're out there and you're playing season long baseball, hey, props to you yeah. because you're really having to go hard. You, those rotations switch one moment, and you're having to switch everything. Oh man, and yeah, and it's not it's like tough. basketball where you can you can okay, you can technically set your lineup at the beginning of the week, but in basketball, you're not going up in a, a, an individual player. So you know you can set your lineup thinking Wednesday, you know you're you're going up against you know the guy you're 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 playing against is is throwing out a bunch of righties or whatever but then if 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 a team switches and throws in a lefty, you got to go redo your lineup cuz you might have a guy in there that struggles mightily against lefties and so yeah, dude, base, fantasy baseball, I've played it every year for 3 years and it is the trickiest thing to keep up with because there's so many streaks, there's so many fluke things that happen in baseball that it is a daily thing. It is literally something you have to keep track of every day or that week that 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 you don't keep track of it, you're done. Like you're done for yeah and if you don't if you want to be that guy that just sets your lineup fantasy baseball's just it's rough because one of the popular things when i used to play a lot was streaming pitchers you know you take every open spot you had on your roster and just pick up every starter that had a start that day and had a decent matchup and you start him and then as soon as that day's over you drop all those guys and pick up three more guys that are starting the next day and you just rack up all the all the strikeouts and wins that way and if you're playing somebody that's just kind of playing normal and just setting their lineup you'll crush them because you just have so many more strikeouts and it's it's something you have to stay on top of. It's not for somebody that just wants to casually play. Don't casually play this exact banger I'm about to give you. The game is kicking off right now. You can catch it live on my bookie as well. Tottenham, Liverpool, go to English Premier League. Click on that right now. The last five matchups between these teams have seen uh, four out of five overs on the two and a half. I like that. Liverpool is this is the Liverpool that we waited to see in the middle of the season. They kind of fell off. Now they're going. Last game, two goals. Game before that, three. Game before that, four. Before that, five. What what are we seeing here? They're scoring goals at a rapid pace. Say they get me two, which is the least they've scored in the last four games. Say they give me that. Then I can think Tottenham can give me one. Give me the over. Two and a half goals, Tottenham, Liverpool. Go and hit that right now. When we get back, we'll talk about, we'll, hopefully we're celebrating goals early. It's yeah. Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. You can run and tell your friends that I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Just a bunch of guys that like to put a little bit of money in your pockets when we can. Hector out there getting all the podcast stuff on time. Anybody that wants to call, don't be shy. 713-780-3776 or hit us on the text line at the same number. You can do that and at Moneyline975 if you want to tweet the show. We'll try and get your questions in there. We got a lot of stuff to get to today, <laughs> but we had some kind of funny stuff, Jerry. You're telling me about this, the world's strongest man guy in Taco Bell, right? My, he my ate name. the entire menu? Standing at a towering six foot eight, 415 pounds, Brian Shaw is a mountain of a man, they oh. say. 
He's a strong man. He was the world's strongest guy, man. Uh, you know those contests they have? Sure. Well, Sean went to his local Taco Bell in Bryant, Colorado, and ordered every menu, uh, every item on the menu. It equal to $120.03, if you've ever wondered. And I've kind of wondered that about different places. Like, sure. I wonder what it would be like to ever order just give me one of everything. $120. bucks. <laughs> 3 i will have it all, please. Yeah. What? So he ordered this, and he said he was going to eat it. Basically, 20000 Calories, oh, he was yeah, and this is all in one sitting, you know what I mean? It's not like he's just so basically, he said, uh, he does it on video too. You can all go watch it. He and this isn't his first time, he once sat down and did a, a Chick fil A, he ate a 25,000 uh calories of Chick fil A, he once had a 10,000 calorie pizza challenge, he sat down and ate 10,000 calories worth of pizza. Whoa, um. He's a big he he he's big into working out and whatnot. He his regular menu consists of they said I think ten thousand calories, but it's like steaks. He eats a certain amount of steaks a day, whatever. But either way it goes, that goes to show you how bad Taco Bell is for you. This man's done this before with pizza, other stuff. He said he he didn't even get in halfway, and he started realizing that it was the worst mistake that he had ever made. He At one point in the eating challenge, he said a weird sauce took him out of his game, and he was never. The same after that. <laughs> Quote, it was pretty awful. My toilet took a beat. <laughs> I bet it did. Well, that's why they call it Taco Hell, bro. Uh, yeah. Come on. That man, I mean, if you watch the video during this thing, like, like you can tell it's not skidded out. Like, he, you know, he wanted to finish it. He's sweating. It's like giving him like cold sweats. He said he just didn't feel good halfway. I mean, I, I, just imagine eating a few bean burritos, <laughs> Nacho Supreme. Uh, you know, seven layer burrito, bro. Oh. Washing it down with that Mountain Dew, a couple of and dude. some queso fries. <laughs> oh man, that is bad news. And I think we just get that out there. There's always somebody out there hustling hard, and and it's hard. It's hard to go stay staying relevant in this viral world we live in. And and props to this guy for the Taco Bell aftermath. Man, that is brutal. I mean, that much. My lord, I, you don't even want to think into how the rest of his day went after that. And I thought it was funny week. too. Yeah. Week, a month you said he's in Colorado. I, I think I know what got him in the mind frame to try and order everything from Taco Bell. I was going <laughs> to eat Taco Bell. Yes. Then I got high. Then he got high, <laughs> man. Then he got really low. That's, that's rough. So we, I just wanted to bring that up. I've never seen Like we've all been, you know, out after a night of partying and you've been in that drive through window and you always want to order like way more than you really need to eat. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I've been there too many yeah. times. I mean, we've been at IHOP and my buddy's gotten like two orders of like the, the biscuits and gravy and, you know, just. That's and, my favorite. Yeah. And yeah. then a whole nother order. He's, you know, if you touch my biscuit, I'll break your arm. You're like, oh, my God. Late night IHOP is one of a, it's, it's a sight to see. If you hit up oh, IHOP at any time, about 245, once people get out these bars, they get there. You'll see some wild things. I've seen some wild things oh, in IHOP. Oh yeah, and post two thirty. Oh, and you got all the dancers getting off work and you know yeah, coming yeah. in there, and it's it's a very different type of IHOP crowd than when you go like early in the morning and it's like all the grandparents in there. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's, completely yeah, it's very different. The, the best crowd is the Ruchi's crowd. The Ruchi's oh, Taqueria uh, at two in the morning, bro. Because you, you're still getting margaritas, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you'll find some shotties there that you can holler at at two in the morning at Ruchi's. <laughs> yeah, chachos too, man. You can go oh, get a late oh. night margarita and see some some dancers walking and through ca- there and catch a black eye too. Yeah. Something's gonna pop off. I've seen every time you see chachos on the news, yep. something pops off. You could catch a black eye. Uh, STD and, ca- and, and and a and a nacho supreme, like, all in one place. <laughs> all in one place. But let's get a let's get to something serious here. Harbaugh, yeah, I saw this. Tell me about it. Well, uh, coach of the Ravens, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I believe it's Jim or is it John? I always screw that up. But uh, anyway, he's pushing for the NFL draft to be moved up a little bit sooner. So I actually kind of think it's a, a pretty good idea because as a fan, it always seems like it, it takes for, forever for the draft to come around. And But, you know, I will say this. As somebody that, that looks at players, and it is John Harbaugh, uh, as somebody that looks at players, you know, like player evaluations for the draft, you know, I do mock drafts and I put this stuff together. I need this extra time in the springtime to, to, to watch all these guys and to study all these guys because – I'm watching NFL all during you know the fall and the winter because 
I do a fantasy football show. That's all I'm watching is NFL. So when it comes around to this time of year, I need this extra time to watch all these college players. But as a fan, like I remember a couple of years ago when they pushed the draft all the way back to May, it felt like it was never going to come. I hated it that year. <laughs> man. Yeah. And, and so in this year, I think it's like April 28th or something like that. It's usually the last weekend of April. I'd like to see it a little sooner. And I know Harbaugh and Belichick are saying, you know, if we if we did it sooner, then we'd have more time to work with these players. And these guys aren't finishing up their last semester of college. They're not taking finals right now. These guys, their job was getting ready for the combine and all their workouts. So it's not like they're missing out of the last semester and they're not going to graduate if they move the draft up because most of them aren't even going to class right now anyway. And once Belichick gets involved in these th- in these meetings because they say regularly whenever these these annual meetings go down Bilicek doesn't really get involved he they say he didn't even like to take the group picture yeah. they say this this year he was in that picture he was smiling at that and they say his focus was he wants more team activities the last CBA i believe cut off six weeks of activities of total uh, it, it was more player friendly i guess right. and gave him more time off while Belichick said, hey, these guys have plenty of time off, and I think it's hurting them rather than helping them. Once we get to them, it gives us a shorter amount of time to to get them where we need them. I would like to see them moved up and big names, you know, I mean, Sean Payton's of the world. Everybody was behind him, so it goes to show you why he was in the picture. Man, I could see this being another negotiation move with the next CBA, right? We all know that the, the coaches want more time with the players, and we've seen this with the players. They... They want the marijuana thing to not be a suspendable crime anymore. You see that all of them are pushing for that. I think that's going to be the next thing where the NFL is going to be like, all right, fine. You know, you guys want your weed? Well, we're going to make you show up a few more weeks. And I could just see that being one of those bargaining tools. It's It just makes sense. Both of them seem like they kind of want the same things. And to Belichick's point, a lot of these players, they want to be at the facility more. They, they actually, especially these rookies, and his point is is he wants to get them in there because he wants guys to make an impact their first season and not have to wait until year or two or three to, to know what the hell they're doing. So it makes a lot of sense. As, as a fan, man, it'd be pretty cool if, say, we're going to get like Game of Thrones back on April 14th. If the draft was that Thursday right after that, how awesome would that be? It's a- I'm all for it moving up. I mean, if we think about it, April's kind of a boring a month of sports anyways you know baseball's just started it's it's getting towards the end of uh, of basketball season and like you said yeah when it whenever they push it all the way back to may i thought i was going to lose my mind yeah. because really the last college football we're getting is is in january and we have to wait all these months you know we we think it's college football like it's not that big of a deal like oh a couple months of the off season not seeing anything but then we really dive into it and we're like oh my god we do miss college football on these players, so I'm all for it moving up. Honestly, when you brought up Harbaugh, I thought you were going to bring up his his quote of calling the Browns the most, um, um, I think he said, talented team in the division. And yeah. so Baltimore players being like, uh, what the hell, coach? <laughs> I, I could see, and I saw that too, Cam. And you got to think he's got to have some kind of strategy there, you know, like us against the world. Oh, everybody says the Browns are the best guys. You know, is that the truth? I think that's just kind of a, a motivation tactic. As if they need it. And yeah. I hate it. But, okay, let's talk of something else. Andre Johnson's yeah. new goal is to become a GM is what I read across headlines. What's your first thought of this? Is this something that you maybe would have thought that would always – uh, we knew that he was going to end up somewhere in the franchise, right? But I don't know as far as a GM. My first thought of this is he was like, man, all the GM here in Houston does is – screw up draft picks from the third, fourth, and fifth round on. I could come in here and pick a first-round pick and then screw everything else and up. I don't even need any lessons on how to do that. And check out my Mar- my, my, my Madden uh, franchise. Yes. My phone fingers went up from 14 to 24 <laughs> in three years. You, you remember that? They used to let you... Yes. The merchandise, you can you can uh, put prices on it, the phone finger. Yeah, you joke, man. I've built a lot of franchise mode teams, yeah, man. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> me too. It's eating a lot of Taco Bell late night. Yes. That's, that's the life. I I'm learning the business of the game, Johnson said. I thought I might want to be a GM or run a team. I want to do everything I can to help the Texans win their first Super Bowl. Something I found funny out of the whole story, though, he said he Johnson recounted his first of the seven Pro Bowls when he was named uh, called for the team picture at the Pro Bowl. The guy, the photographer said, who the hell's here from the Texans? <laughs> Johnson said that always motiv- made, motivated me from that moment on. My first Pro Bowl 
And when they were taking pictures, the photographer, imagine that. Yeah. Who the hell's here from the Texans? Andre has to come up like me. Yeah. So that that he says that's something that always stuck to him. When I read that, I thought it was pretty funny. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to evaluate and say what he can do well. Obviously, as a player, you think that he would he would have a mind for evaluating talent. But there's so much more finances and other corporate you know baloney stuff that goes with being a GM that it just it doesn't seem like it would be, really be fun for a former football player. It just it seems to corporate for for somebody kind of like Andre. So I, I like the role he's in now. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like a player talent type of person. But yeah, as a GM, man, I don't know, Andre, I don't know if you really want that role. It's a full time job, it's man. It's tough. It's tough. Not all of us could be BGMs. Not all of us could be stars. Not all of us could be CEOs. I'll tell you who the best CEO is at this current moment when we get back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. And Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Have to regulate here on a Sunday morning while we try to regulate your bookie. 713-780-3776 to put the hurting on them to, to make it a Sunday, bloody Sunday. At Josh Jordan 97.5 at Clutch City Cam. My man Hector out there making sure that everything gets routed correctly, everything gets put up. Make sure to check us out on podcast. During football, it's a little different because, okay, when we're up here, the show ends. Those noon games kick off. Now, for a guy yeah. that's in church, we have a lot of – shout out to our guy Jermaine always listening to us. I saw he tweeted earlier. He, he say you're on the way to church and you get out and you miss the end of the show when we're – we're because we're, we, we usually do it in, in theory. We'll say not always works like this, but we try to do it with the noon games. Sure. And then we go to the 3 o'clock games. So say you miss the 3 o'clock games, go back, get on that podcast, and you'll catch those. Now, for right now, then we're not even worried about no kickoffs or – just go back and listen to it. You yeah. want some good laughs? Go back and listen to it. Go to Sports Map. All of our content's over there. AJ's got his college uh, basketball preview stuff. We got mock drafts. We'll have a lot more mock drafts coming yep. up soon. It, the time is here, and the bookie busters never stop. They, they never stop. It's that time of year. Going to have a couple college games later today. Going to have some Astros going. Jerry already gave out a soccer play, but he's got a couple more hoops plays that are going to be coming, guys. So stick around, listen to the show. But like Jerry said, you know, listen to the podcast if you miss it. All these games aren't starting right at noon. I believe the Astros are, but I don't think we're giving out a pick for that today. It's kind of a strange one with the uh, the Rays going with their uh, <laughs> pitcher after pitcher approach. It's hard to get a handle on that one. But uh, it looks like we got a uh, a caller here. We got Roger. You want to take this one real quick, Jerry? Yeah, go ahead. Roger, what's going hey. on? You're on money line. What's good? What's good, man? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right, man. I'm just trying to make some money today. It's just I went to uh, the baseball section, and uh, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. I got a, a parlay for the first five innings for the Astros' money line, and then the uh, uh, Yankees versus Orioles uh, over four and a half, first five innings. Let me know what y'all think. I like the, uh, I like the Astros. First wife, and then th- that other one's tough, though. He said the Yankees, right? Yeah. Yeah, that Yankees one's Orioles. tough. And, and and to be honest, with these first fives, you could get a lot of edge there because especially I like doing them more in, in pitching matchups where I'm going unders because I can justify, especially on a team total, a specific yeah. side team total under because I can justify, okay, my bullpen's not going to mess this up. We're strictly talking about my starter yeah. for five innings. If he, if, 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 if I'm going to win this bet, he better make it five innings. Right. So I'm going to have him for five innings, and I'm going to attack it that way. And that's a, that's a good call right there because – for you guys that are out there wondering, five innings, five and a half innings, what's this? It, it, it max. It takes away anything that bullpen might might throw in there. Randomness, you know, right? randomness. Yeah. You, you go off what you think of that 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 starting pitcher against this starting pitcher, and I love it like that. And yeah, 
as far I'm not even gonna lie to you though, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say I've even looked at the first five in the Yankees game. As far as the Astros won, I do like that. So just uh, I like that call though because a lot of people wonder what's the difference. Why would you bet first five innings? And it's and it's different too, as in betting let's say a first half, the first half of a football game, it's or a basketball game even. It's so much different from sport to sport. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day watching the game, uh, the March Madness, and they said. Hey, what's the difference between betting first half in 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 March Madness, for example, to to uh, football? And I say, well, you, for example, over under. We've seen a lot of these unders get beat at the end of these March Madness games because people are going to foul. It's the it's the yeah. go home or it's the la- win or go home game. So they're going to make sure they foul or every which way to maximize possessions. Sure. In the first half. You don't get that. It's no. going to end however it ends. Yeah, of course you want to go out on a high yeah. streak. You want to go out on a run and and have motivation going in. But it's different. It's completely different. Now with baseball, it's a again. It goes. It's not a one on one sport. Obviously, it's a team sport. But it's a one on one matchup, pitcher versus batter. And if you know that you're not going to have any other variables, no other no, no switching, you get that pitcher versus that that that, that those batters. That's where you can find value, man, and that's a sharp guy. If, if you got somebody ever telling you, hey, I'm trying to find value in some first five innings, then you want to go ahead and listen to those kind of guys. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, Roger, good good point there. We we like that. Um, I did want to get back to this tease real quick, Jerry, uh, from the last segment. Uh, the CEO that, that's making some uh, making a little more news. We, we briefly t- talked about him last week, but what's he up to now? Well, Big Baller Brand had one of the worst weeks in sports companies oh, in history. Oh, no. I'm so upset about this. Nobody saw this coming, and now it's falling apart. We saw a video. We spoke about it last week, and then his the, the guy that supposedly has been stealing the money uh, from the family is a family friend, Alan Foster, accused of stealing $1.5 million from Lonzo. He even posted a picture of him basically throwing the shoes away, saying the company was done. Yep. Lonzo this week has they said that he's uh, covered up a tattoo that was the 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 B, the BBB brand. They he's told even his brothers to to get out of there quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I was waiting to see what the CEO, the 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 creator of all this, was going to do. Sure. Was he ready to Was he ready to call it quits? And this is what he had to say. I'm not going to let one Rudy Poo guy come in here and do something bad and be like, oh, that brand's not good. The brand is good. It's just somebody did something bad to it. We had a snake up in this thing. But you got to understand this. I'm the snake charmer. And when you're a snake charmer, sometimes you get bit. First off, Rudy Poo. I mean, does he think he's the rock? I mean, that's clearly you're Rudy Poo candy ass. I mean, that's like a rock line, right? So... I mean, come on, dude. At least come up with your own lingo here. God, it's so obvious what what he's doing, and I don't like it. You know who doesn't like it? Barkley. Lonzo should have been his own man from the beginning. You can't let your family members try to piggyback on your success. This is his time. He's a nice kid. He's a good player. I like to see him healthy, but this thing has been a disaster from day one. And that's the thing with Lonzo. Like, you think that he would be some little punk, you know what I mean? And he's not. Like, he's real quiet, and he watched his dad do this. It's just crazy though because the whole time that you saw him appearing he was just such a i want to say well-raised son because somewhere he had to have gotten these traits yeah so is it just a front let's talk about that is it just a front that this is who lavar is because somewhere along the line lonzo had to maybe the mom is just that strong that she held him down i don't know because lonzo seems like a good kid he does he he does he for me this this he was living through his kids he didn't have that fame growing up as a collegiate athlete Never made it to the pros. I think he and did. I think he had a, a cup of coffee in the pros. Did he? Maybe. Well, I think he may possibly. But for me, he was li- he was living through his kids. And it was easy to do that when they were younger in college and they, they weren't able to spread their wings as much. And dad could tell them what to do and control everything. But now that the kids are in college, Lonzo's in the NBA, you know, you, your, your mind starts to open up and you start to realize, oh, man, like this entire time I've been kind of enclosed doing what my dad wants. And it's not really at all what I want. And they're starting to grow, and they're starting to realize that big baller brand. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was all it was all dad. It was all dad just trying to trying to have the spotlight. And you know, he might tell himself he wasn't using his kids, but it's pretty obvious that he was using his kids' talents to get to where he is now. Because now they're all grown up, and this brand is faltering. And Talonjo's cover up, my God, that was horrible. That is probably the worst cover up tattoo. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so bad. It's two dice that are lopsided shadows. Like it is just. <laughs> 
Bro, you might as well have just left the the BBB logo because it's so much worse now. But they're grown up. The kids are grown up, and they want to do what they want. They're realizing that daddy can't control them anymore, and that's what we're seeing. And I want to know, where has mom been? Because mom always did seem like the strong type, but she was never getting any credit or praise. Like, all these interviews and stuff you always saw, it was always the kids and the dad, never the mom in the scene. So I'm kind of wondering, like... Where is mom in all of this? She had gotten sick. I know that. Um, I forget exactly. I don't want to throw some kind of dis- disease that she doesn't have. But I know she was pretty ill at one point. And, uh, but uh, even before that, though, it, it seems like th- this is the world we live in, though. This is the world we live in our age. And, and he ran with it. it people were, were feeding into it. People were le- allowing him to come on these national shows. I mean, if you make it to call... He's on there arguing Colin Coward and, and what was her name? Yeah. What, what was the girl's name? Uh, the one that he, Oh, Christine. Yeah, where he told her to stay in her lane yeah. even though she made a valid point. <laughs> it's like, it's, yep. it's rough. It's rough and it's just, that's the day and age we live in. If you can make noise in whatever fashion, I guess... And some people say not all, not all promotion, not all, not all the advertising is good advertising to bring on yourself. But I guess it got him to a certain point. He just never checked out. And if everything is built off of of lies and and things that don't really exist, and 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 your 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 son's abilities rather than yours, then this is what you get. It's fun for a little bit. Yeah, it was fun for while it lasted. It was fun going into the draft. It was fun being able to compare yourself to to Michael Jordan, saying you would hoop him up. Come on, that's all fun. But when it comes down to paper and how much money uh, Ball Alonso could have probably passed up if he could have got a shoe endorsement coming right into the league rather than doing this, or how much it might cost, cost his son just educational-wise when he moved him out of the country to go hoop, just saying, hey, or whenever his son got arrested for something, for shoplifting amongst a team and, and they got off of it, like what has he really taught his sons? Just, you know, say a bunch of crap and eventually... It'll work for a while, but the bottom will fall out at some point. And that's why you got to respect yeah. Lonzo off of this. Not I'm saying that he's the greatest basketball player, or he's the he's a role model. But to keep quiet and all this, and just bite your tongue, and and the, I mean, it's just tough. It's tough, and and look where we are. Like this is it, it crumbled. He's got to be his own dude. You know, he's the one making the millions of dollars, and he's got to be his own guy. And just to clean that up, Cam, you were right about the uh, the college basketball thing for Lavar. Uh, Lavar, uh, he did play a little bit of pro football. He he signed with the Jets. He's like a tight end. Yeah. Yeah, and like with that. the Carolina Panthers as well, and he was on some practice squad. So that's what I was thinking is he, he did play pro, but it was actually the NFL. For Yeah, for, for, for half a second. Yeah, for a, he had a cup of coffee, and then they talked to him, and they released him. No, I don't know, but that's probably how that went. All right, guys, we're up against a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. 